minutes remaining. Hello, people now. Love on your brother. It's a daily happy from 10K Dollar Day. It is Sunday, August 8th, yeah. 2021. It is 8 8. It is 8 8. That is a lucky, 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 lucky number. Yeah. So today is going to be a good day, everyone. Happy and two Sunday. is divisible by 8 20, 21. There was an extra one in there. Yeah. But the extra one is because you're number one, you listening. That was just for you. I'm Lulu Picard. I'm Allison Burns. And welcome to our numerology podcast. <laughs> uh, whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. You can also hear our voices on our other podcast. It's called Fun and with Numbers. <laughs> it's a comedy podcast about numbers, how much fun they are, different ways you can turn them around. We like to cut out the shape of a number every single time and use them in an improv game. But this is the 10 Minute Daily Happy. Oh, God. Now I want that to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are featuring Bookshop. You can shop through a specific local local bookstore. And if you know one in your hometown, for instance, you can find that store on the bookshop locator map and shop directly from that store. And guess what? They're going to receive 100% of the profits. So go to 10kdollarday.com slash books and you can find out what our curated lists are too, what books we're reading this uh, summer into fall. So check it out. (laughs) Yeah, please do. Um, Also, if you have been listening to us here at The Daily Happy, please check out wherever you listen to it on your podcast player. And if there is an opportunity for you to leave a review, leave a five star, tell a friend, take a screenshot. You know what? Take a screenshot and post it on your social media. We would be so thankful. Yeah. And tell people about this next story that you just heard about. Okay. It is August 8th. Yes. Which means two days ago. Uh, some people left a very special Airbnb. They were very excited to stay there, I'm sure. Yes. And it was Scotty Pippen's house, the former Chicago Bull player. Oh. <laughs> From August 2nd to 6th, he Airbnb'd his home so you could watch Team USA play the Olympics in an Olympic person's house. Oh, to help celebrate Tokyo 2020, you could book it. He only charged $92 a night. Was in It's an homage to his appearance at the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. Really? You, he, he said you could have up to four guests. The home is in Highland Park, Illinois, because, you know, he was a Chicago Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It features an indoor basketball court, movie Ooh. theater, arcade room, sauna, <gasps> outdoor pool, all of which are open for guests to use. Okay. Also, he had a variety of his favorite pregame foods available <gasps> and an opportunity to experience his preferred dinner before a big game. Steak, baked potato, and asparagus. That's crazy. Right? How did how did they even was it like an auction? Like I feel like um, is it, it was I, it people just waiting at midnight for it to like go live? It's an Airbnb promotion, so he did it in partnership with Airbnb. Okay. And basically on July 22nd, they opened up the booking and it was just you just booked it like on Airbnb. So I think it was first come, first serve at 1 p.m. on That's July 22nd. Crazy. They opened up the booking. The cost is only $92. I mean, it makes me just want to book it. I know. It's so cheap. It's amazing to That's stay there. Crazy. And it is so you can have a watch party to cheer on Team USA in a Team USA Olympians home. I wonder if he's going to like stop by. Surprise. I hope so. Or at least... Or at least do like a zoom with them. Like, hey, let me zoom into the house on the big screen or something. Like, that'd be cool. If this were a 10K day, 
Yes. Okay, so if you don't listen to 10K Dollar Day or other podcasts, here's a taste of what it would be. (laughs) If this were a 10K day, I would have him show up and perform the opening number to Pippin. Oh, that's a great idea. He would come in and be like... Join Magic us, to do? leave yeah. your field to flower, right? Oh, and then all the Chicago us. Bulls would come out, join us. Yeah. And then you'd have Pippin at Pippin's. That would be so cool. No one asked me. Yeah. And I don't know if he's a musical theater fan, but that that's what I would do. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure he is too. You know, there's more, there's more secret musical theater fans out there than... That if otherwise carpool karaoke would not be a thing. Oh, it's so true. I feel like there's so many. Yes. Those sidewalk musicals. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about this. Uh, Oh, let's stay with Illinois. Let's do that. That's a cool thing because we just heard about the Chicago Bulls and you can watch things there. Also, Illinois, you're killing it. It is now the first state to require public schools to teach Asian American history. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was never taught Asian American history. And when I first read this, I honestly was like, what are they going to teach? And then I realized, wow, I need that education. Yeah. Because there have been Asians here since before the Louisiana Purchase. Right. So like way, way, I mean, like way, way before, before the Revolutionary War, Asians were already here. Yeah. So clearly there is a history mm-hmm. and there's clearly things to talk about and people who've invented things and people who have led things and all this stuff. We just didn't ever hear about it. We only right. heard like one path of history. So that's super exciting. Another 10 states are currently considering similar measures, which is going to be obviously really great for Asian American students, but also great for all the students to know everything that's happening in their country all the time. Um, So it's definitely going to focus on contributions made by Asian Americans in such diverse fields as the arts, sciences, and civil rights. That's awesome. Did it mention what age groups they're starting at? Like, is it going to be started in elementary school or are they focusing more on high school? It says uh, it will take place in the 2020, start the 2022 to 23 school year. And it is elementary to high school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think really, that- yeah, I love the when they start these kids younger because I feel like the younger, the better. They can start to grasp this knowledge a little more because as they get older, I don't know, it's hard. Kids start to ver, you know, veer off in different directions and their brains become muddled. And I feel like yeah. the younger they are, the better. I also think that when they're younger, it's part of their story. Mm -hmm. As opposed to when they're older and sometimes that's when it starts to be like, oh, that's another culture story. But when they're young, it's just part of their history. And if they learn about it with equal amounts of time of the other units, then it really doesn't seem like there's there's real history and then sidebar history. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. You know, so it's really exciting. That's really awesome. Um, Okay. We have a few things happening. Let's see. What else can we talk about? Ah, got it. Should we stay with school? Why not? Let's stay with school, even though we're not in Chicago. We're talking about Bolivia. Oh, I took a turn. I know, I know, I know. So COVID-19, virtual schooling, following? Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Bolivia does not have great technology, and it doesn't have great technology in people's hands necessarily. Mm -hmm. So... Things have had to um, come in, like the Internet Foundation of Bolivia. These foundations have had to kind of step in to teach mom and dads how to teach their kids. Oh. Because 
literally, we're talking about people who've never held a mobile phone before. Or with laptops or computers or iPads. Yeah. Yeah. So besides the fact that they don't have the technology, they don't operate on that network at all. So if you can imagine like trying to be the voice of authority for your children and trying to find better internet service. Um, So there's actually these foundations that have started organizing classes for parents on how to do smartphones, Mm -hmm. how to do tablets, how to do computers. Um, There's a really big gap of parents who don't even know what these tools could be or what they are. Only about four in 10 people in Bolivia have internet access. Wow. And it's only 3% in rural areas. 3% have internet. So even here in the United States, there's going to be this giant gap between people who mm-hmm. have internet access and people who don't. We've yeah. talked about it before. Yeah. It's like two different societies. We have. Yeah, and we have talked about it. I remember yeah. when we talked about the kids who had to go sit outside of, I think it was McDonald's or Starbucks, to get the Wi-Fi to take yeah. their classes during the pandemic because they hadn't yeah. gotten that access at home. So it is. It's And I can't imagine how frustrating it is not only for the kids, but then for the parents. So they're trying to you know, be these teachers, which they aren't, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> and then right. they can't even work the devices to help them get help. You know? uh, it just must be so fresh. I really think about this technology thing a lot. You know, I, I've dealt with it myself with the, with the auditions. And mm-hmm. then I just think about people who are frustrated by technology or can't afford to upgrade it or whatever. And the vast amount of knowledge and development and change mm-hmm. that's just leaving them Ten, behind. Nine, and, and how and eight, how worried should we be about seven, that? Right. Yep. Like, Six, should we be reaching five, out? back down or do we just go full steam ahead one 